think you can only get groceries delivered through Instacart? Actually, you can shop over 900 stores, including Best Buy, Kroger, Sephora, Safeway, Bed Bath & Beyond, Dick's Sporting Goods, and more with fast delivery today. And with Klarna, you'll have more time to pay. So if you need a beret, a fillet, or stuff to play croquet while listening to reggae down by the bay with a divorcee and a toupee, Instacart and Klarna is a better way to shop. Man, I lost it. Download the Instacart app and start shopping. Terms apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye hype to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is cancelled! Corn Huskers? More like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go, Hawks! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis located in a Nebraska desert. Make sure you take time, hit that like and subscribe button. You, We always tell you, Jerry gets super agitated if we don't continue to grow. So do it for me if you like this podcast. All right, coming to us today, I'm jacked about this one, the Corn Belt Cowboy, the one called Manders. Steve Manders, welcome to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, man. We are so excited to have you. What's up, Adam? How are you? Yeah, that video is pretty sweet. Is that uh, is that your kid? No, it's not my kid. We have no, a little caption at the bottom that says "Not our kid." Um, he that <laughs> he they had him. He's called the Hawkeye Hype Kid. He was like on the videos at Kinnick. So like he completely redid oh, George yeah, Kittle. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's him. All right, yeah. Yeah, so he yeah, we no, get asked was, that, that like all the sick. time. Yeah, you know, he's sick. I was, I was, I was laughing. That was funny. He, um, he's a cool kid. That kid has so much charisma. It's not even funny. But speaking, yeah, he really does. Speaking of charisma, the Corn Belt Cowboy. Now, Steve, for you know those that don't know, some Hawkeye fans will know who you are. Some professional wrestling fans will know who you are. We were having a conversation with Henry Krieger Koble, and he said, if you want a hell of an interview. There's a man by the name of Steve Manders you need to reach out to. And uh, at that t- <laughs> at, at that time, I looked you up, and I had seen some of your matches, just clips before. 
and I was hooked, man. Like your matches are super entertaining. Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship with Krieger Koble and why he told us to reach out to you. Oh God. Um, yeah, no, me and Hank go way back. We were, we were roommates and, uh, I, he played, he played tight end. I was a fullback. So, you know, you get that like connection a little bit and, yeah, me and Hank, uh, we used to hang out a lot and stuff. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a piece of work. So I don't know. I don't know why he said that to you. I don't think I'm that entertaining, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, no, he's, he's great. I love Hank. Hank rules. Man, you're definitely entertaining in the ring. I'll tell you that. So anybody that hasn't had a chance oh, to watch sweet. any of your matches, get online. Check out the Corn Belt Cowboy. They are freaking sweet matches. Now, give us a little bit of background for the Hawkeye fans initially about um, your journey coming out of high school, playing high school football, and um, joining the the Iowa Hawkeyes, I believe, as a walk-on. You came out of, um, I believe, Fork Union Union Military Academy? Yeah, so so I grew up in Maryland and all that stuff, and then I uh, I went to Archbishop Spalding High School. Um, I was all state, all that stuff. Like as any as any player, you know, any good player, I guess would be. I guess where, you know, you play Division One football, or whatever. But anyway, um, no, I, uh, I I went to. I didn't. I didn't have the like the. I, you know, I, my whole goal in life was like, or you know, as a young kid, was like I always wanted to play college football, um, and uh, I didn't really have like really big time offers that I wanted or any interest whatsoever. It was a lot of like division one, double a and stuff like that. So I went to, I went to this school called Fourteen military Academy. It's out in Virginia. Um, it's kind of near uh, Charlottesville or I think it's what it's called where it's uh, where the university of Virginia is. And uh, man, they had some, they have some great players there. Like when I was there, they had Christian Hackenberg, uh, he went on and played Penn State, played for the Jets for a little bit. And then, like, they had guys like Eddie George and Vinny Testaverde and, like, um, just a bunch of NFL names that were pretty good. But I went out there or whatever and, you know, worked my tail off. And then um, I was going to I was gonna go to Virginia at the time. And then uh, there's a guy uh, I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people uh, remember if you're, like, a Hawk fan or whatever uh, – this guy's coach name, Coach Jim Reed. He uh, he was the D coordinator at the time at Virginia, and he got fired. And um, and he got hired at Iowa to coach linebackers. And he was like kind of my recruiting coach at Virginia. And basically, when he when he was when he got fired or whatever, I was kind of like no longer like I guess was gonna go there. So then, not on the know, radar like, anymore. Yeah, I kind of wasn't on the radar anymore, and then. <clears throat> It's just, you know you know how that goes right with recruiting and then you know your guys and their guys and all that stuff. But anyway, PK so he got hired at Iowa as linebackers coach and and then he was like, "What do you think about Iowa?" And, you know, and I've you know as a kid I remember watching them all the time and they're always like a hard nosed football team and that's kind of how I played yeah. and kind of how I was. So you know I went out there took a visit or whatever absolutely loved it and then uh, they wanted they wanted me as a walk on which. And Iowa, it's kind of that's kind of a it's kind of an important big deal, I guess. So yeah. went out there, and kind of the rest is history. Steve, how did you get the love for professional wrestling? Is this something that you were you've been into since you were a kid? And at what point in your life did you decide you were really going to give this a run? Um, yeah, I've always loved pro wrestling. I was a little kid. 
uh, you know, about five or six, whatever. I remember watching like 2000, 2001, like WWF. You see like Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, Undertaker, and yeah. um, you know, like Kurt Angle and stuff. So like, I guess in in wrestling, it's the Attitude Era peak where, you know, maybe maybe your kids are uh, maybe not your kids, <laughs> maybe your yeah, maybe your kids should watch it, and then maybe your parents. You know, maybe, yeah. not, maybe not a lot of parents were very fan of it, but it was very. It's like every time my parents PG thirteen. Yeah. Every time my parents would walk in the room, Sable would be on the screen like half undressed. Yeah, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get out of here. Sable's uh, Sable's Sable's a pretty good looking girl. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, I liked it when I was a kid, and I was always into it, and um, I kind of got away from it probably around high school. Because, you know, once I was 14 through 18, I was really worried about football lifting weights and girls. So, yeah, it's kind of just how it goes. And uh, um, I think around, like, 2015 is when, like, the network for WWE came came out. Where, you know, because everybody was on switching to streaming services. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, cable TV is kind of obsolete, all that stuff. So, uh, I started watching um, some of, like, the old stuff. You know, like some of the WCW and then the WWF and everything on their streaming service. And it was pretty sweet, actually. It's basically like a library of, like, all these videos, you know, all oh, the yeah. views, whatever, documentaries, all that sweet stuff. And it was kind of sweet. And uh, basically that launch of it in 2015, so this is 2015, so I was a, I was a junior. Um, and that was the Rose Bowl year. So that's mm-hmm. kind of when I started coming back to – like watching wrestling side, so watch I watch Raw and SmackDown, and um, I was so fascinated by it or whatever. So I started getting into the cuts of like, you know, you see some of the indie stuff, and I remember like watching TNA, and like I remember that was always cool because you yeah. know I always like I always liked Sting too and stuff, and I guess basically so around there I started watching it all, and then, um, you know, like. It, it's it's like the entertainment aspect of it. The characters are larger than life. So, like, you try to, like, apply that to football and, like, you mm-hmm. try to be an entertainer and, and not even entertaining, like, not, like, laughing and having fun, but, like, you know, just amping your team up and stuff like that. So I wasn't, like, a big-time starter at Iowa, you know. Like, I wasn't a big name or anything like that. So I was trying to find other ways besides, you know, if I can't, if I can't you know, play every snap, right, I'll at least, you know, be you know you know you know amp up the team in practice and you know you know you know some of the practices were kind of like my game days and stuff like that so I think it just like caught caught wind and stuff and um at the time coach Doyle was you know he was a big wrestling fan too so he was you know he knew I like liked wrestling so uh I think one of the days was like my senior year um, it was like I was trying to finish one of my exams or something, and he said, "Hey, you know, uh, Tory Ewan's going to come by today, and in the wrestling world, he's Big E, and uh, he played football at Iowa, you know, for the Hawk fans and stuff." And um, yeah, yeah, like I, I met him at the training facility, or whatever, at the, at the lifting area, and uh, he was telling me about, "Hey, there's this school called Black and Brave, which is down in Davenport, Iowa, trained by Seth Rollins and Merrick Brave, and." Uh, for those that don't know, Seth Rollins is a WWE superstar, and Merrick Brave was like a pretty top indie name, top in the wrestling world. So that's kind of how it all started. It was was Biggie, and uh, just the network being a thing. 
Would you say Biggie and Seth Rollins are two of your your biggest influences in your career so far? And are are there some other guys that have really influenced you along the way? Um, yeah, I would say I would say those two are like your first initial, right? But then, you know, like Merrick Braves a really big one, right? He was he was kind of like the daily operations at the school, and he was he's he's just a big mentor as a coach, and just teaching you like why does this work, why doesn't this work, what you could do, what can mm. you not do. Um, I would say guys, I would say like those three and, uh, there's other guys along the way that you meet, right. That, you know, help you out. Like, uh, like Sammy Callahan's a guy that, um, when I was living in Ohio, you know, trying to be a better wrestler, I was wrestling like, you know, six, seven days of the week and, uh, having, having his back and kind of learning like some of this, some of the stuff from him too was, was pretty helpful. So I'd say those four guys really. So tell us a little bit about the Corn Belt Cowboy gimmick, like uh, how that came to be. And um, I love the Bon Jovi entrance thing when you come to the ring. Yeah. It's super yeah. cool. I love it. How did that whole gimmick yeah. get started? Where did that idea come from? Um, so when I was a little kid, right, I used to always love Westerns. And I used to always love how, you know, just how, like, cool, like, John Wayne was, right? And I, I, my mom used to always say I was an old soul, so, like, I mean, I feel like for those generations, right, that were wanted to be cowboys and love John Wayne was probably around my mom's era, I feel like, I guess. Um, I mean, maybe when you were a kid, too. I don't know. I'm not saying you're older. <laughs> but, like, you know, for me, like, it's not like... I'm 40 <laughs> now. I'm old. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, for me, right, for like a for like a, for like like a a young generation kid, I guess, I guess, like, a lot of people, like, they just don't... Like, kind of Westerns are kind of long gone, right? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. anyway, my point though is, um, so I was I was doing a different gimmick, right? Like I was uh I was doing like the the Hawkeye Steve Manners, and it's basically like me, you know, just being like a Letterman, basically, because like that's actually like is actually true, right? Yeah, I did do all these things, right? So, um, I just like I don't know. I think like I think it was like a good platform for it, and then I think I was evolving as a person. Right. I was, I was moved, yeah. I moved to Ohio. Right. Which is, I've never, I've never even lived in Ohio, not even from Ohio or anything. And I was basically out of my element. Right. And like, I was driving up and down. I was basically being like a roadie, but also too, just wrestling all the time. And that's yeah. kind of like how the business works. It's very similar to like, you know, being like a, being like a country music star or like, you know, just being in the music scene or, you know, you know, whatever, whatever, may, whatever may have you or whatever. And, uh, I just I was I, I was just evolving as a human, and I think I was just like there were some things that were like I was burning I was burning out with right like I felt like you know like I was in a relationship at the time and it wasn't working and like yeah. I was struggling a lot and you know all that stuff and uh, I asked I asked Merrick one day I was you know just saying like I think I was just looking up like history right like I was like Niall Kinnick and Niall Kinnick's nickname at the time was Cornbell Comet and I was like damn that's pretty cool right. You know, I was thinking like alliteration stuff like that because, you know, I think I was watching Sandlot too, and you know how like they say like the Solomon of Swing, the Colossal Clout, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So I loved it, and then, um, and then you know, Merrick was like, you know, I'm wrap, I'll wrap this all up. And Merrick was just like, oh, you know, you're only sharing like four or five years of your life as the Hawkeye. What if you share like your at the time I was 25, you know, the you know the 25 years of your life and. 
I just feel like this is what I'm doing. I'm driving so freaking much. I'm I'm literally hitting another highway, another town, right? And mm-hmm. there's all my influences of what I like. And I always wanted to be like a – always loved Westerns. And I always loved country music. And I'm a hard-nosed guy. But also, yeah. too, like – it just kind of all just hit me at once. And then one day I was driving somewhere and I was like, oh, my God, it's the Corn Belt Cowboy. Like, I think that'd be sweet. And then it, it just kind of was like, all right, how do you – and it was just like, okay, how do you sprinkle in the rest, right? So, like, I was coming out still in my letterman and, and like, and, you know, and chaps and stuff. And, um, like, my like my mom has, like, chickens and stuff. And we live in a royal area, like, back in Maryland. So, like, it was always, like, you know, it's just it was just something in me, I guess. And I just, I don't know, I just thought it was cool. And then and it just kind of just, that's kind of how it all worked out, right? So. It's such a cool nickname. It's like one of my favorites yeah. in the wrestling industry as a whole. But after I watched like just even like two or three of your matches, I'm like, this is like an old school like Bradshaw meets Stone Cold Steve Austin type of character. Like, yeah, I don't know if like, you remember Bradshaw from the Smoking Guns. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah. turned to JBL later in life. Yeah, J- JBL ruled, man. Like he was a uh, he was a tough sob. Um, another guy that I like to watch a lot is uh is Stan Hansen. Um okay. he's like an old throwback dude. Um he was super big in like Japanese wrestling. Um he was he was trained by the funks like like yeah. uh, like carry like yeah like I guess if we want to look at like influences besides so like John Wayne's big influence now Kink's big influence. Um trying to think who else. Like uh like there's like there's this new guy. His name's Coulter Wall. I don't know if you're big into country music. Um, God, he's like one of my favorites. So like he's like he was like a big, okay. um, big favorite guy. I don't know if anybody if anybody's heard of him or if you've heard of him. Take a look if you like country music. Um, there's a bunch of guys like that. But like, uh, yeah, like Stan Hansen was one. Um, like Terry Funk, Stone Cold. So like obviously I knew who Stone Cold was and. I remember somewhat of like Stan Hansen stuff when I was like a yeah. fan when I was a kid. And, um, but obviously as you start wrestling, right, you start looking at, you start studying other people and mm-hmm. seeing like what's good. Another guy, another guy that I was interested in a lot was, um, the hell is his name? Um, I'm drawing the blank right now. His museum's okay. in Leclerc, Iowa. Um, Oh, okay. Oh, God, Buffalo I can't Bill, think Buffalo Bill, okay. Buffalo Bill. Okay. Yeah. So like, that's another dude. He was basically like a cowboy, and he's like kind of the reason why Western movies were like ever created because he was doing like live Western movies around the country. Okay. So I thought that was kind of sweet. So that's kind of how it all like hit me. It was like kind of doing these like similar things anyway, and then it just like I was like, oh my god, this is what this is. So there you go. I love like all the influences that you've kind of just morphed into one and then made it your own. It's a, it's an original, yeah. it's an original and that type of gimmick, like what you're doing, you're putting your own twist on it and it's not being done right now. Like that gimmick was hot in like, you know, the seventies, eighties, and then yeah, you got a little bit of it exactly. in the nineties and it's gone away and you've modernized it and made it really cool. And you, you could tell like, just from watching the matches, the fans dig it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, I was like, when when I go when I go in on something, I really like put my all my effort in it. So I was really like, you know, looking. At, it sucks, right? Because I really don't like looking at my phone. But you you gotta like you gotta like see Twitter and Instagram and social media to understand like who certain people are and all that stuff. And 
And me, just I was driving so goddamn much, and I was wrestling so many damn places at the time. It's like 2018. I was like, man, I don't, I don't see any of this like cowboy gimmick at all. There's only like no. one guy, and he's on a, he's on AEW right now. His name's Hangman Page. And, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's awesome, and even even his stuff is like a little different too, or it's yeah. like a little different. It's it's kind of way different, but it's still it still like goes to that Western character. But yeah, it's like you said, like no one's really doing it, and. um it's kind of funny now, as of late, the last like few years, I've started to see, you know, more people like cowboy stuff and cowboy hats, and so I thought that's a little interesting as like the as the years have gone by. But you know, whatever. But it's all good. I'm just I'm just happy like the the Western spirit is still alive. And oh yeah, so it's pretty sweet. All right, all right, Steve, you're in the. We're gonna do a hypothet- hypothetical here. It's an old school Survivor Series match. You're the captain of the okay. team, okay? Four okay. people. Okay. So you're the captain, so you can get three guys. Who are the three other guys you're going to bring onto your Survivor Series team? So are we doing a four on four? Or are we doing a five on five? Yep. Uh, four on four. If you want, four you can do five on five if it works out. I can easily do five on five. Okay, do five. I can pick four people on the top of my head. Because um, they've done both. They've done four on four and five on five. Yeah, right. Um, God, there's a lot of guys, right? But I guess, I guess my to like tie it up into like the similar characters. I guess the four I would pick would be would be Stan Hansen, uh, Bruiser okay. Brody. Um, Ooh, yeah, yeah, Bruiser Brody's great. I don't know if you ever seen the Dark Side of the Ring. You ever heard of that? I have. Um, I've watched them yeah, all. That, yeah, that documentary on him is pretty wild. I just watched the the Luna one yesterday, the Luna Vashon one. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're getting pretty. They're getting pretty obscure with a lot of them now. It's like yeah. I love them, but I'm like, okay, the average wrestling fan's not going to know anything about any of this stuff. But it's interesting yeah, it's pretty, stuff for it's sure. Pretty deep. It's pretty mm-hmm. deep. There's some there's some messed up things. Um, I guess, yeah. Okay, so we said I said Hanson, Bruiser Brody. Yep. Um, God. Maybe like a tag team. Uh, well, I guess they were kind of a tag team at one time for a little uh, they bit. They were. Um, okay, yeah. They were. Yeah, they kind of were like in all Japan. Um, I guess my two would be – I want to – I'm, I'm going to say – I'm just going to say I'm just going to say it's going to be Terry Funk and Stone Cold. Those are my four. And then me. Okay. Cause, but I wish in consideration I would put Abdullah the Butcher, but – those are those are those are my four. Though. I guess I guess honor honorable mention would be Abdul the Butcher. That's so. gonna be a bloody match at the end. Yeah, of the, like, like, people no are gonna one, bleed. No, no one would no one would mess with us. I don't think so. No, no, that would have to be yeah, like no. a hardcore Survivor Series match because if it was like a, a standard <laughs> rules, you guys would get disqualified so quick. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, so <laughs> those would be, those would be my those would be my four plus me, I guess. If I took myself out just to have a dream, it would be Abdullah the Butcher. Those would be my five. Okay, so that's, that's okay. A, that's a scary, the scary five. I would not want to mess with. That is a scary team. I would love to watch that yeah. though. That would be like a good Extreme <laughs> Rules match right there with all you guys together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, we're gonna sw- we're gonna twist it a little bit here. You got a you're a, you're a Survivor Series team, but you got to pick former Hawkeyes. What? Uh, who would you oh, compile God. your team okay. up with? Former Hawkeyes. Oh, shit. Um, I figured you'd probably want Kittle in there somewhere. 
He's kind of a wuss, though, so I don't know if I Is know. he? <laughs> no, All no. right, George, you hear it? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, of course I have George. Uh, so it's me, George. Um, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I would say Drew Ott. Bo Bauer. Oh, Drew Ott. Okay. I would say I would say Drew Ott because like Drew. I always told Drew. I told Drew he'd be a great wrestler because yeah, especially at the time when he had a mullet, he was so good at it. But he's 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 having fun farming. So Um, yeah, yeah. I would say Bo. I would say Bo Bauer. Bo Bauer's tough sob. Um, I got I got I got crazy stories with that guy. I don't know if I could share on here, but. Oh, you no, can absolutely okay. share them on here. I want to hear them. Um, um, what's another one? God, see, here's the thing. There's so many guys, right? It's it's so hard to like. Who would I pick as the fourth one? I guess I'd pick. I guess I'd pick Josie Jewell. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just because just because he's a badass too. Um, that's a tough. Team. There's so many guys though. Yeah, that's a tough team. But like, there's other guys I can think of. Like, there's like. Like Nate Meyer, like Nate Meyer was was a scrappy sob. Um, oh, now I want to mess with him. Uh, like Jaleel Johnson was another dude. I used to fight okay. with Jaleel every freaking practice, and I don't know why I wanted to, but I did. And it was not a good idea every time, but I always did. We used to always <laughs> get in fights all the time because so I'd have to block him or like I'd run the ball and he would. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, God, who else? I think we can. Yeah, I would, um, I would, just, I would say those. That's a good team. So we're gonna have to yeah. like se- segue into. Tell me your top Bo Bauer story because we've had Bo on the podcast before, and he actually recommended that we interview you too. Bo was an awesome interview, and we've oh, stayed shit. in s- semi regular touch with him. He's a great guy, but hey, this is no, you know, no rules. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear a Bo Bauer um, story, a real juicy yeah, one. Be- I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, because the Paulson twins told us some real wild ones, like the uh, off air that, uh, some things that, uh, like at Drew's bachelor party and stuff like that that can't really be repeated oh on God. air. So. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, but I, I heard about those. Those are pretty wild. It's um, probably good you weren't. I can't, re- I can't, re- I can't remember like one specifically, but like, I mean, Duke could drink, Duke could party. Um, he's got, he's got two fifty cows at home, right? Like, we used to like shoot those and like blow it up with Tannerite, and like, okay, apparently, apparently, I guess like with this, with this fifty cal guns or whatever, like he's like on like the American watch list. For like just, <laughs> just in case, yeah, like like this dude's awesome. like this dude's like he's 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 a legend. Um, uh, let me see. I mean, there was like there was like this one time we went to spring break. We went to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and okay. uh, you know we we and we drove there, right? So that's like that's like twelve hours, I think. It might be longer. 
And it's a long like one. The, you know, the bottom, the bottom tip of Alabama, which I was actually in Alabama last week. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, you know, we drove down with, like, Bo's, like, F-350. And I'm just like, like, this is so expensive, you know. And uh, we were we, we were out, like, drinking, partying, and having a good time. And um, we were at this bar. It was called the Florida Bama. So it's, like, on the border of okay. Florida and Alabama. And uh, this is, like, a big bar where, like, Kenny Chesney and, like, I guess a bunch of people go. It's got, like, different rooms, right? So it's got, like, uh, like each section has, like, a like like, like a mini concert. And uh, we were in, in one of the rooms we were in. They had a string line of, like, bras. I mean, like, like bras that girls, like, took off voluntarily, put it in on the string. And I guess one of the oldest ones was, like, from, like, 1982 or something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Bo freaking grabbed one of them, and he put it around his head. Like, it's just like, he's got, you know, the guy's great. So, I don't know. Yeah, oh, Jesus. he... He's, he's an awesome guy. He was at a he. I don't know if you saw the video. He was at a country music concert like a few years back, and like climbed up on stage and started dancing with the lady that was performing. And we played it during our interview with him. I can't remember oh, it who was, it was. Uh, it was it was Back Porch Revival. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Yep. No. No. It wasn't. No. It wasn't. No. It wasn't. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, what's the freaking? What's her name? It's not like Miranda Lambert or something like that, but it was somebody along those lines. Okay, I did see the video though. The video is pretty savage. There was one yeah, time though cool. we went to the we were at the back porch revival and like we were all backstage with with Bethard, and that was pretty dope. And we got on stage and Tucker Bethard played, but no, no, no. I know exactly the one you're talking about though. I forget her name. Yeah, I saw that. It was pretty sweet. It was pretty cool. All right, so for all the Hawkeye fans out there and the wrestling fans, we want to give everyone a little clip of some of your action in the ring so they can see a little bit of this firsthand. Oh, so we're going to we're gonna play a quick little video here. The Corn Belt Cowboy, baby. <laughs> That's got me jacked up. That was so awesome. Did so? Nah, did you? Are, you knew that like, video. That's old. That's old. That's old video. Yeah, that's a oh. really old video. That's like that's uh. like when I like first started. You gotta see the new stuff now. 
Yeah. We got to get a new video out there to everybody. We posted a few of your matches on uh, our social media here recently. So I wanted to ask you, so right now, currently, like what are you using as a finishing move right now? Um, so there's like, I have this like theory. There's like, there's, I, I don't use more than just one move. There's like, there's like three I use. Um, okay. It just varies on like certain styles and certain people. Um, it's either it's either it's either the Iowa Stampede or it's a or it's the Lariat and um, and then with the Iowa Stampede I either do it like a running one like running turnbuckle and you do a running power slam or I do it okay. off the second rope so it's like an avalanche Iowa All right. Stampede that's what they would you're call pretty, it you're so. pretty you're pretty versatile man you like you there's not a lot you can't do um, I was gonna ask you too just and as far as like maybe you know hardcore match you know getting the tables out getting the thumbtacks out the kendo sticks all the all the fun toys the garbage can lids I saw you wheeling out some toys in one of those videos what's the most gruesome match you've ever been involved in um so okay so like so like that video you saw there, that was mostly, or not mostly at all was, it was all just, that was like the old gimmick where it was like the Hawkeye Steve Manders. And um, not too long after those videos, though, I started doing the Cornbell Cowboy gimmick. And um, oh yeah, I guess to answer that question. Uh, so like, I don't know, so like the NBC, the independent wrestling seems a little weird, right? So like, um when when you start getting in depth with like 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 super hardcore fans and super hardcore wrestling, and I don't mean like hardcore like like using weapons, like being like really in like the like the like the business aspect of it, right? Where like there might you know there's guys like me or other guys right that are like you might not know who they are. Like I remember like they did they did the Dark Side of the Ring with Nick Gage, right? And yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know who the hell Nick Gage is, and uh, they do now. They, they do now, right? Like yeah. uh, you know, like GCW and everything's like is popping off pretty sweet. And the uh, pizza cutter, I, yeah. And I've been lucky to be a part of some of like the some of like that stuff. And I've wrestled Gage a bunch of times, and um, it gets crazy, right? Like there's like certain levels to like hardcore wrestling where like you know you do like the you know just regular tables and you do chairs, right? So like there's that stuff. And then, like, you can get into, like, uh, like kendo sticks and just, like, a bunch of hardware. And then it gets even crazier where you can do, like, some of the stuff from, like, ECW or, you know, if you watch old CZW or GCW where it's barbed wire and then it's glass. And, like, you use panes of glass and thumbtacks and light tubes. So, uh... What hurts the I've most? Done, I've done some of that stuff before. So, like, recently I've done more of the some of the deathmatch stuff, which, which includes like class and stuff. And that's kind of crazy, right. To the average person or just in general, people are like, what the hell are you doing? Um, but <laughs> you know, it's just another version of the sport. It's another genre of the sport, right. It's, it's like a movie. Right. And, um, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, barbed wire and glass is pretty, it's pretty, it hurts. So, I mean, I can't, yeah. yeah. Like, so I can't, I can't tell you which one's worse. They're not. They're both not very pleasant. So, the barbed wire looks unbelievably painful. Like, and the thumbtacks well, so look like pretty, barbed wire, pretty bad too. So thumbtacks aren't so bad, right? So they 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 poke you, right? But you can at least take it out. Where like yeah. sometimes with glass, you know, glass is unpredictable, so you don't know where it's gonna go. 
you know, so, and it's, you know, it's, and it's unpredictable, right? So it can slice you in any way. It can slice you bad. It can slice you not so bad or not at all, whatever. You don't know. Barbed wire is kind of like once it pokes in you, it, you know, it pokes, it pokes and pulls. So it's not, none of it's great. Um, so why do you do Steve, it? I don't know. Some I, of the entertainment, I guess. I wanted to get your thoughts um, as someone that's really coming up through the independent scene and just you're really, you know, paying your dues at this point. And in professional wrestling, it's not one of those industries where like, boom, you're famous and you make it like you got to pay your dues and work oh, your way up. And yeah. it takes it takes a long time. What is it? How, how does it feel when you hear you, the general public or people say that pro wrestling is fake and it's a scam? What, what how does that make you feel? Um. There's not like a clear cut answer how I feel. I guess basically like at the end of the day, like I don't really give a shit, right? I do what I love yeah. and I do it for a reason. Um, but uh, I mean, I just, I just, I just tell those people, right? Like, it's just like, it's just like when you watch a show, right? Like mm-hmm. if you watch, I don't know if we watch like a, it could be any show, right? If we watch like a show, uh, you know, it's, it's not actually real at the moment in time. Right. So like, you know, people are playing characters and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like anything, right? So, um, yeah, it's basically like the modern version of Shakespeare in a way, um, with violence. Yeah, with violence. Um, well, anybody so. that says it's fake, get in the ring and, and experience it. Like, because the the only yeah. thing is, like, you know, the, it's got the predetermined outcome. And I think it was Eric Bischoff said this one time, and um, I thought it was really well said that um, he said, you know, I don't worry about people that say it's fake because those are the those aren't the people we're trying to entertain. You're not going to change their mind. Yeah. You know, if if yeah. they're going to have that thought in their head, then you know, go do something else. But we're here to entertain the people that are fans of pro wrestling. And I always try to tell everybody too, like, uh, you know, my, my description of it is it's almost like, um, a choreographed, you know, type of, you know, dance or like, do you go watch a movie? You know, there's violence in a movie, things like that happen in a movie. You know, it's, it's essentially, you're telling a story out there and you're getting so many different aspects of entertainment. You know, you're getting drama, you're getting violence, you're getting athleticism to say that these guys aren't great athletes. You, you know, you're out, you're not educated to the sport of pro wrestling. Yeah, that was, that's pretty spot on. And same with Eric Bischoff saying that's pretty spot on. So yeah, I would just go with that. Yeah. I, I try to pay attention to that stuff. I don't really give a shit. I, uh, you know, like sometimes when I'm out around or whatever, and some people ask about it, I just try to give them like the general, like answer that idea. But I was like, Oh, it's just like, it's just like watching a TV show kind of how I say it and then after that I just kind of just go about my like time and moment with it so yeah if they don't get it most of the time they're never going to get it I tried for a long time being like okay you're going to watch this match you know it's Edge and Christian the Dudley boys and the Hardy boys in a triple threat ladder match if you don't like this you're stupid and they never like it they think it's bad I'm like okay you just don't get it then I can't I can't help you those are all those matches were pretty good too. They're, they're they're like they like they like revolutionized like that like certain style right like that. So yeah, anyway. yeah, those are those <laughs> matches. Those matches were great. So oh yeah, for the corn corn belt cowboy, what's the end game, Steve? Like, what is the ultimate goal? Because I'm sure 
when you're grinding and you're on the road and you're working, you have somewhere at the end of the day where you'd like to be, whether it be Impact Wrestling, AEW, WWE, New Japan. Like, there's a lot of great options yeah. if you're a wrestler out there right now. What what would be your ideal a place to end up for your career? Um, God, I, I guess I got I got two answers for you. Like, I think I think being in Japan would be pretty sweet. Um. And I think it's cool, right, where, like, I can I can write my own path and do my own thing. I don't need people to tell yeah. me what to do. I think that's pretty cool. And, yeah. Um, I guess, I guess, I guess that, that's all that really matters. But then the other side of it is, like, I guess that's, like, my heart saying that, right? And then my brain saying, you know, as long as the dollar signs make sense, like, it doesn't matter what the yeah. letters are. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, I mean, I mean, obviously, it'd be cool to wrestle in WWE. It'd be cool to... It'd be cool to wrestle and, and AEW and stuff like that. And, and I've had a you... WWE tryout before and it was fun. And, you know, they liked me a lot and like all that stuff. It's just, it's just how it goes. You just got to keep grinding and just not think yeah. about it. And, yeah. So if you go to WWE, they're going to change your name. They're going to change everything about you and like yeah. change your whole sometimes gimmick and stuff. Sometimes that's okay. Like... And sometimes it's not. You don't, you never know. Right. Yeah. So you never know where the future holds you. So. I just really see the Corn Belt Cowboy going over huge in New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like they love yeah, be, that kind of stuff sweet. over there. It's such a you know they get excited about the different American gimmicks, and when they come over, there's guys have a lot of success over there. Whenever you talk to them, oh, the guys yeah. are like, "Japan's amazing!" Like they treat you like a god over there because pro wrestling is like the NFL here. Like it's it's huge, and those guys are yeah. are worshipped. And I'm I was just thinking today, like where would be a cool place. For Steve to end up someday, like you know, when he oh, gets that yeah, end point, New, New Japan, I think you would just be hugely popular, and those fans would go nuts for that gimmick. Yeah, I, I think it'd be sweet. I uh, I got to wrestle a couple of New Japan, um, like Americans, I guess. I guess you could say I've gotten to wrestle some people that have worked that work in New Japan that are signed there uh, recently, and that's pretty sweet. And um, and yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I think that would totally be the that'd be the sweet end game. Um, that's the thing. That's the thing a lot about like Japanese wrestling. Like a lot of like um, back in the old days, like WWF and New Japan used to have a pretty strong relationship. So like, there's like shows like on YouTube and some of it that was on the network when the network was around, where like they had matches where like you know it's like it's Vince McMahon like commentating and then it's like yeah. Vince McMahon Senior like booking with Antonio Inoki and like. Paul Hogan's over there with the WWF title, you know, so like it's it's kind of sweet. So, all right, yeah, I think well, that would be cool. Speaking of titles, now I think we tweeted out to you on social media the uh, the corn belt for the Heroes game, that championship belt that I have hanging back. Or it's actually back here behind me on the wall. Yeah, I see it right there. Yeah, that belt's sweet. We need. We need to get that to you to take out to the ring sometime. So if you're ever in Nebraska or Western Iowa wrestling, that's a full legit thing. Like that's a legitimate belt maker. That thing weighs like eight or nine pounds. It's huge. It looks legit. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I haven't been to. I was in. I was in Omaha in the summer um, for a show, uh, but I don't. Think, I don't think the company runs anymore. So. They have like was it Magnum Pro Wrestling? I know they yeah, have Magnum, like, Magnum Pro Wrestling. Yep. Yep. That they got a pretty good operation. So I mean, if you're looking for a manager, 
I can I can yeah, be there for you, you man. I, I can you. I can yeah. I can put the bolo on. I can put you know whatever the chaps on. I could do the whole thing. Get some cowboy boots. Walk you to the <laughs> ring because I I can, I can I can cut a promo with the best of them, Steve. I love it. Yeah, you go go right for it. Yeah, we'll and we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, heck yeah, man. We're going to get you the corn belt too, man. But I just wanted to thank you. Um, we've been taking up a lot of your night. We're huge fans. Where's the best place oh. for um, all the Hawkeye fans out there to be able to watch some of your matches and, and watch you go out there and kind of do your thing? Shoot. Um, yeah, like um, if you guys have Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me at uh, the number one um, called underscore Manders. Uh if you type in Manders of the West, that might that might be easy too. Okay. Um, um, Facebook, if you type in Manders or Cornbell Cowboy, it'll come up. Um, and then, God, I got a bunch of stuff, right? Like, if you're looking for shirts, um, yeah. Just message me. Just hit me up. Like, I got this. I got this Manders hat right here. This Camo Manders nice. hat. It's pretty dope. Um, I got a bunch. I got a bunch, right? So if you hit me up. You know, I'll give you one, Adam, for sure. Just send me your address. We'll do a so, swap. Yeah, guys... I'll send you one of these too. I'll... We got a Nebraska yeah, Hawks yeah, for you Yeah, I totally wear one of those. And um, yeah, like if you, if you just hit me up, I'll send you guys like certain links of t-shirts, and I got a bunch cool. of websites that I have. So and if whatever you're interested in, I got it. So. Um, yeah, message so, them yeah. over to me. Message them over to me, and we'll share them out on our social media. But I definitely would take a t-shirt. I'd wear that all the time, man. Oh yeah, man, absolutely. I got a bunch, so. All right, you got some matches coming up. Where'd you say you were going next to, for your next event? Uh, so, so Friday I'm in uh, I'm in Los Angeles, uh, California. Um, okay, and then, and then I'm gonna fly back to uh, I'm gonna fly to Nashville because I have a show in Nashville Sunday, and then I'm gonna drive home. Uh, so I got some boys coming down in Nashville. You know, some wrestlers. Um, okay, you know, so so I get so you get like a carpool connection and. Okay. So yeah, so that's where I am. That's where I'm that week. The next week, I'm in I'm in Chicago for two days. And then on Halloween, I got to fly to LA again to wrestle. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. And then um, the next week after that, I'm in Philly, and then somewhere in New Jersey, and then like uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. I think it's Boston. And, all right. Uh, yeah. So we're we're all over the place, man. We're all over. All the right. Place. That's what we do. Hey, keep 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 grinding, keep grinding. You're gonna you're gonna make it. And a lot of guys like being on the independent scene more than they like being, you know, in a WWE setting or something like that. Anyway, but keep grinding, Steve. Yeah, you're right, gonna man. you're gonna be something big someday. I love watching your matches. We're we're huge fans. The Corn Belt Cowboy, the one they call Manders. Man, it was just it was an honor to talk to you. I'm gonna oh, no, hop on and watch some more you. matches after this. Yeah, dude, I got – there's some other, like, streaming services you could watch. You could see some more, like, stuff, I guess. Um, it's called uh, it's called IWTV.live. It's uh, independent okay. wrestling television. And it's basically like how the network used to be where it's just a bunch of promotions, you know, throughout the country, all over the world, actually, that, uh, that put it up on this service. So Cool. Well, Steve, we're going to have to do this again sometime, catch up and see how the career is going. But good luck. Yeah, going forward, you, and we're we're gonna be watching you, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate that. All right, all right. We'll see you. Go Hawks. Go Hawks, man. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.